On the phone with Dr. John Zasso, pediatrician from East Meadow. And, of course, also uh, you can see him on News 12 all the time. He's their resident medical expert belonging to the Nassau County Department of Health. Dr. John, coronavirus, 17,000 reported cases of the flu in New York State alone. Uh, over 100 cases on Long Island being monitored for coronavirus. Right off the bat, what is coronavirus for those that don't even know the details? All right, well, pretty simply, coronavirus is a big family of viruses. They, the biggest members cause the common cold. So it's something we see a lot, we see frequently. In the corona family, we have the new virus, COVID-19, which is what everybody's talking about. And you have the older ones called SARS and MERS. So they're all in that same family. Very common family of viruses. But again, the biggest, uh, biggest offenders we see coming out of this family ones that cause the common cold. So basically, like you just have sniffles, you're tired, your head might hurt, and it could be a little bit more serious than your average cold. Right, exactly. This is the problem with it is that we don't know when people get infected, obviously, as you said, the symptoms are very similar to a lot of things. You know, we're in the middle of cold and flu season right now in the Northeast, and this is what people are are feeling. Again, yeah, exactly right. Sniffles, cough, congestion, could be headache, typically low-grade fever, um, you know, we need to have a much higher fever and things like that than we worry about the flu. So it can be a little confusing what you're seeing right now, but it, it's not something that jumps out and everybody goes, oh, boy, right. that's corona. It can look like a lot of other things. On with Dr. John Zasso, pediatrician from East Meadow. You see him all the time on News 12, and he also, of course, a member of the Nassau County Department of Health. What can Long Island do to stay safe? How can we protect ourselves, our families, uh, from any of the germs, the symptoms of coronavirus? All right, very simply, and this is, this is basic stuff. Uh, we go back to Hand Washing 101. Good old-fashioned soap and water and hand-washing, if you've been out in public, is still the best way to help prevent this. The good news, what we've seen about this virus so far, is that it doesn't appear to be airborne, kind of like measles and things, where if you're just in a room with somebody that had the disease, you could pick it up. The coronavirus, in this case, it's a very heavy virus. So what happens is when people cough and sneeze, it only goes about six feet. So if you're roughly six feet away from somebody who's infected, there's a good chance you're not going to catch it. The virus is so heavy, it falls to the ground. Gotcha. So covering your mouth when you cough, you know, proper cough technique and sneeze technique into your elbow uh, is, is the biggest thing. Hand washing is critical. Uh, not touching your face, which we all do thousands of times a day and don't even realize it, because it doesn't just go through your nose. It's mucous membrane, so your eyes and things like that are places where the virus can enter. So for people like myself who are generally really healthy, it's not that big of a deal. I mean, obviously, you get sick, but... Um, it's not as life-threatening as it would be for, say, my sister who has a one-month-old or my mom who has an autoimmune disease. It would affect them more, correct? Right. What we're finding is generally healthy people probably are not at high risk. Now, we can't say never. You know, there's always somebody that right. has a problem. But like the flu and similar diseases, it affects typically the very young, the very old, uh, right. and those that have, as you said, you know, underlying medical conditions. So those are things you want to be careful of. You know, what we're finding, too, is that as time goes on, this disease, it's so new, the, the, the member of this family is so new that it's changing day to day. We keep getting new updates from the government, you know, from CDC and from state health. Right. So we're kind of watching. But what we're finding is it's probably a little more contagious than the flu. But, um, again, it, there are probably going to be a lot of people at some point down the road that are walking around with it that don't even know they have it. Right. They're not sick. Which is scary, yeah. A good majority of people that may be, yeah, that may be infected that are not having any symptoms. So we got to watch the very young, the very old, and we watch the uh, you know, people with underlying medical conditions. On the phone with Dr. John Zasso talking about the coronavirus threat, we, what we can do to stay safe. Uh, final question for you. I know a lot of people, we see everybody walking around with these masks. Now, I've read that masks are something that we should be wearing, and I've also read studies that say the masks actually don't help, but they can wind up being 
harmful because you're not breathing in the fresh air that is around you. You're kind of containing the air right to your face, right in your your nose and your mouth. So what's the story with masks? Should we be wearing them, or are they really not helping at all? I, I would go with that in general, they're probably not as helpful as people think. Um, you know, surgical masks, the regular surgical masks that most people walk around with that you see, were meant to keep the germs out of a surgeon's mouth from getting into a patient during operations. Um, these are not what we call, you know, N95 masks, which are very highly filtering masks. Those masks are hard to wear because they restrict your breathing over time. So they're meant for use in a hospital setting or, you know, a, a containment setting where you're going to do it for short periods of time. The other problem is, one, they have to be fitted correctly. Most people, even with a regular surgical mask you could buy over the counter, they, they have gaps in the sides. They're not wearing it appropriately. If you have facial hair, uh, you know, guys with beards, you know, and thick beards and mustaches, the mask won't make a good seal to the right. face. So you're actually breathing in the germs around it. And the other problem is then the mask itself can become contaminated on the outside, and you're touching it and you're moving it, and you may accidentally infect yourself. We know that the germs tend to go through the virus, enters not only through the mouth and nose, but as we talked about, through the eyes, you know, through the mucous membranes. So a face shield is really what, what you see if you watch you know, the news, you see everybody, it's not just a mask, they're wearing a full face shield to prevent the splatter and saliva and things like that, droplets from getting in the eyes. So in general, I would say it's probably not helpful. In circumstances where, there's, where we're quarantining people and there may be family members uh, in the house that we're trying to protect, those people are instructed and given the proper mask to use in that setting to protect them, but they're watched and they're instructed on how to use it. It's like that movie with the monkeys when they had the... Uh, Outbreak. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. But is it true that it came from a bat, this virus? Well, this is what we're looking at. You know, yeah, what we're looking at is, you know, when we look at SARS and, and MERS, which are in the same family, SARS was a, a jump from a civet cat, which is a, a cat endemic, that, you know, naturally occurring in Asia there, and MERS was probably from a camel. That's the Middle Eastern wow. uh, respiratory syndrome. Crazy. So these, these seem to be animal-to-human jumps. What we're thinking of with, with the corona, with COVID-19, it may have been a, a fruit bat, the large flying see? fox, not I the little bats. bat that we all see. I hate and, bats. Uh, oh, Terrified of them. What is that? I said I hate bats. I'm terrified yeah. of them. <laughs> you know, people live in close proximity. That's, that's what happens with this, you know, with the, with the food market. So it's either a bat or a snake. They're still looking at it, and it might have been a, another animal to human jump, and then it mutates and gets out. It's like the movie. It gets out into the public. Oh, my God. All right, Dr. John Zasso, thank you so much for, for jumping on this morning. We appreciate it. You definitely made me feel a little bit better because I was freaking out. I had a headache last night. I'm like, oh, my God, I got to go to the doctor. And but you definitely made me feel better. Hopefully uh, you did the same for all Long Island. Appreciate you joining us, and uh, keep doing what you're doing. We appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, common sense, and everybody will be fine. <laughs> Thanks, Dr. John. Talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.